Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Bobber You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, this is Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, the podcast where we abruptly start in the middle of our conversation because we realized it's after 10 p.m. and we should probably, it's time. We should probably start recording. Uh, time. My name is Justin. For those of you that haven't listened to us for 97, 97 episodes, Goddamn. Uh, we are on the road to 100 and we have no plan and it's great. I love it. Uh, I was a former evangelical pastor and, you know, Christian celebrity, if you will, to at least a few hundred people. And now I'm not those things. And I do this podcast and it's great. And I have a co-host. Hello, I'm Tori. I'm also a former fundamentalist, evangelical, born and bred culture warrior, all that bullshit. Now I am not doing those things anymore. And I low-key feel the need to like make things right in a way and i feel like this podcast is sort of my way mm -hmm. of mm, making up for my sins in trying to force uh christianity onto many people over the course of it's like a penance years. if you will a fun it is it's like penance, penance but fun mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I totally like yeah so what what have you what have you been up to this week? What is what is what is oh, yeah, me? You, no the the other oh, me? the other person I'm recording a podcast with. <laughs> I do have two podcasts. Oh goodness! But I don't record them at once. <laughs> oh, we could, we should do that a crossover yeah. event. Yes, this week. Wow, I don't even know. It's finally starting to get warm in Portland. I feel really good about this. I have finally started running again after having COVID in February. Oh, nice. So that's been a really, really big deal. Yeah. So it's supposed to be like 86 here tomorrow. Nice. Which is pretty much un unheard of in April in Portland. So, so maybe not so nice. Yeah, um, it's fine. I'm excited about it. I'm sure that people will be very sad. <laughs> Like, oh, it's so hot. I'm like, it was literally 56 four days ago. <laughs> Calm yeah, down. We had a weird, like, where it was like 30-some at night and then 70-some during the day. It was just like, oh, that's what a is swing. happening? That's yes, a swing. spring has sprung here in Ohio as well. <laughs> and it's it's nice. I my, my lawn looks like a jungle right now because I was out of town last week. I was, I was in Los Angeles uh, celebrating Scott Okamoto's book launch who we hope to have him on the show actually he would be a great episode 100 actually he yes, just absolutely. had a book come out called uh, asian american apostate and if in case you're wondering scott is an asian american apostate so 
It fits. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He does the Chapel Probation podcast. Uh, if you like this podcast, you'll probably like that one as well. But mm-hmm. but continue listening to this one, uh, if you could. But it might be a fun one to add. Um. So that that was that's what I was up to this week, and then just you know all the all the, all the not fun stuff of going to Los Angeles and celebrating with Scott and then coming back and having to, you know, having emails. I have to answer. Catch, catching up on chores. Yeah, for sure. So, but our weeks don't matter because what really matters mm. is what's happening in evangelicalism this week. And, mm, and, mm-hmm. and some, some evangelical leaders, evangelical thought leaders, if you will. I've taken a tumble. I've taken quite a tumble. Fall from grace, if you will. Oh, how the mighty yes. have fallen. Oh, the mighty have fallen. <laughs> so one one yeah. Tucker Carlson on Monday, as of this recording, it'll be you know last Monday or the Monday before last, whenever this gets posted, has been disabused of a job. <laughs> yeah, I was I was actually what I was like, was he fired? Was he and I was like summarily, I don't know, like disabused of a job is perfect. I love it. <laughs> His primary source of employment. I don't even know if that's true. Fuck no. This he could be running like online courses and pulling an Andrew Taint and like raking in hundreds of thousands of dollars every hour. I don't know what yeah. he does, but uh, yeah, he's he's no longer he's no longer the number one dude at Fox News. Ostensibly, people who wish to remain anonymous at said channel. I don't. I'm not going to call it a news outlet. Say it's because he was shit talking like some of the executives, some of the Fox executives in all of those leaked text messages, or not leaked, but the text messages that came out because Fox News was being sued by Dominion for claiming that their voting machines had given the race to, to Joe yeah. Biden. I, I can't, I'm sorry. I can't even like, I'm, I can't. Um, anyway, so we got a bunch of text messages and come to find out. Tucker Carlson hates management and Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I think, I, I don't know, maybe he thought he was invincible. Here's the thing, people, the large takeaway here, do not, do not text anything that you would not re- want read aloud in court ever or email or record. Yeah. Uh, like carrier pigeons only. Yeah. Corporations are not your friend and you're using a corporation message every day that led, yeah no they don't give a fuck yeah. about you they will happily send you to prison for the rest yeah, of your like life google so. will honor every subpoena apple will honor every subpoena <laughs> like that's just that's the way privacy is a farce yeah. so unless it's like in your home that's devoid of alexas <laughs> it's it's admissible in court uh. Oh man! Speaking of Alexas, we got some real nice uh, ring cam footage of one Stephen asshole Crowder yes. berating his very pregnant wife and telling her she couldn't go to the she couldn't use the car to go to the grocery store because she hadn't finished her chores in the house. Uh huh. And and he's like confused as to why she left him. Why she left? Yeah. Yeah. He can't figure it out, and he's a little bit distraught per him. That wives are just allowed to leave their husbands legally. You, there's nothing you can do about that if they want to leave. Yeah, um, that's that's that is a public good. Is anyone surprised though that Stephen fucking Crowder is a dick to his wife? 
No. <laughs> like, do you think do you think Dave Ramsey is nice to his no. wife? No. No. That man is an asshole, like born and yes. bred. He brings a gun to work as for a fun object <laughs> lesson. <laughs> you, Which means that he also brings a gun at home. As a fun object lesson. Like Uh-huh. Yeah. Whoever his yeah. poor kids are, there's therapy bills involving that for sure. I think they're I think they're I think they're in denial or experiencing some version of Stockholm syndrome, I, but I'm guessing. Whatever. So so and and here's the thing, like Tucker Carlson, David Crowder, not David Crowder. Well David Crowder. Other, that's the other it's one, the other Stephen Crowder. Crowder. Which I, like when I think of Crowder, I think of Chowder, and it just I it, it just <laughs> okay. bothers me. Like I I think of like like David Soup. Like I don't. It doesn't. Stephen Chowder. Thick soup. <laughs> With clams. I'm gonna want me a good Chowder. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so like these people aren't necessarily evangelical leaders, uh, but they are. But. <laughs> But they absolutely fucking are evangelical and that's leaders. Like the the weird um world we live in. Like they're Tucker Carlson, I'm gonna just say it right now, has a bigger congregation than Mark Driscoll. Oh yeah. Than yeah. John MacArthur, than like any any of these evangelical chuds. Like you are a supplement. To Tucker Carlson, like mm-hmm. that's what you are. Like Mark Driscoll is a, mm-hmm. a is at best the people that even go to Mark Driscoll's church are he's a supplement to the mm-hmm. garbage they get from Tucker Carlson. The just the sheer volume of content yes. being produced by men like Tuck and and Stephen and the rest of and them. And here's the thing: like like I know I know people that are like I've never watched Fox News. But I will hear them repeat Tucker Carlson's cop, you know, talking points word for word because it it gets memed, it gets iterated, mm-hmm. it gets put out on, mm-hmm. you know, Stephen Crowder's podcast, you know, like like it it, you, right. it gets stolen from Tucker Carlson and then like repackaged. And then it's it's just all of a sudden it's a conservative talking point suddenly and conservative talking point, even though it's political, it's it's still religious. And that's right. that's I don't know. It, I, I, is this good, Tori? I mean, I don't know that it matters, to be honest. I think that, like, when you and I were growing up, when we were coming up, like, something like getting getting a divorce was a big fucking deal. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know? Like, somebody, somebody who was seen to be, like, in some sort of, like, leadership position or, like, had a lot of influence in that sphere. You know, if you were, if you were claiming to be a Christian, like, it was still kind of a big deal deal you know people still talked about it and you know post trump i'm realizing like just how how much has changed and how drastically in like such a short period of time because we haven't had any time to process that shit because it's like even though he left it was still a global pandemic right so it's like we've got we're like backlogged like seven years at this point there's there's trauma i experienced during the pandemic that's just waiting for me to discover it like yeah. Oh God. Oh my God. And but yeah, I think that like the standards were, were very different. And like, yes, they were absolutely applied to different people in different ways, thinking specifically of like Bill Clinton versus Rush Limbaugh as an example. But now it's it's very much, you know, like uh, you know, we had we had April on 
last week and she she went looking for uh, conservative evangelical opinions on what happened to Sir Tuck. And they're all convinced that this is like a satanic conspiracy. Mm. Yes. Which I, I mean, I'm not I'm not mad, right? Because they have very much set this up like the tail now wags the dog, oh, yeah. as they say. And like Fox News accusing everybody of going woke and suddenly like Fox News is now considered woke because... Tucker Carlson had to leave. Yeah, and and like <laughs> giving into the it's woke a agenda. Satanic attack that Tucker Carlson's own words are being uh-huh. used against him. I mean, I don't even know that they're being used against well, him. They're just being assessed. Yeah, they're being <laughs> assessed face value. Face value, and and they've decided, uh, hey, and they have consequences. There's consequences to these me- like measurable actions, like. Like this mm-hmm. is like this isn't like a, I oh someone overheard him. It's like here on January sixteenth at mm-hmm. four three p.m. per the read p- receipt. Right. <laughs> Tucker Carlson said, <laughs> and I quote, you know, right. So it's it's, and that's the the and that's the evangelical mo lately, which is if the consequences of your actions find you out, it's the devil coming to get you yep yep yeah we're like as though like god is the one that covers up wrongdoing and the devil uncovers it like the devil sounds pretty badass to me like i'm this this sounds fine actually i'm I'm, in that way i'm a satanist i suppose (laughs) oh man can i just okay can i just just I w- just want to read you the quote that that Stephen Chowder had on his on his podcast. I love how you're saying Stephen his... Chowder now. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm never gonna like those things are permanently fused <laughs> in my neurons at this See? point. <laughs> neurons that fire together wire together, yeah. guys. No, so when he was announcing his divorce, this is what he said, and I'm like, I like I'm not laughing. I'm laughing because he's suffering. I'm not laughing because he caused other people to suffer and is now dealing with the consequences of his actions. Because once again, somehow it's like the the good guys don't have to deal with consequences, mm-hmm. right? Like the people at the top who are the good guys, because obviously, unless it's Barack Obama, because he's a Muslim secretly. Anyway, what Stephen says, this was not my choice. My then wife decided that she didn't want to be married anymore. And in the state of Texas... That's completely permitted. My beliefs don't matter. In Texas, divorce is permitted when one party wants it, period. Steven, that's what divorce is. <laughs> like, I hate to break it to you. Like, that's. I have bad yeah, news. Like, that's signed every divorce ever. <laughs> like, I mean, not everyone, but like the vast majority. Like, that's. But, and again, like that's that's a public good. That's that's this the law actually working in the state of Texas because like you can't lock people in your basement, Stephen. Like that's just that's just how the law works. And you can't treat like someone like shit and then be like, well, you signed a piece of paper that said <laughs> I can treat you like however I want until we both agree I can let you go. Like. Like that—that's not no, Stephen. Like, no. So, what's the meme he's known for again? The like, oh, the like something something changed my my mind. mind, Where he's sitting at the table with a coffee cup and like just a 
piece of poster board in front of, yeah. the, t- in front of like, the table. Yeah, he's probably very soon going to be sitting out there like women shouldn't be allowed to just leave their husbands. Change my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. like, I don't know. You see a poster like that. Folks just keep walking because you're not going to change their mind. Right. As much as I do love to fight. I, I Yeah. See, that's the thing. I do love me a good fight. That's. I don't. Why don't. Why are our brains so fucked up that fighting is the only thing that gives us dopamine? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I might see. Here's the thing. I am glad I have the Internet, though, because I have known people pre-Internet. That would like mm. just go to bars and pick fights. And right. that does not appeal to me as much. I was just kicking the hornet's nest on Twitter and then just reveling in the dopamine that just comes my way. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've boxed and I've done, you know, fighting sports of a kind. And, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of dopamine there to be had. But the, the, the price of entry is, you know, not something I really care to pay when it's just free on the Internet. Um. <laughs> I think that see, I think that this is what I think that this is what Chowder got wrong is that like he didn't realize there was an actual IRL cost. It was just like I'm being a troll on the internet. Everything is fine. Mm-hmm. But, and then surprise, it's yeah, not because that turns you into a troll in real life very quickly. And then yeah, pe- people don't like that. I mean, people don't it like it on out. the internet either. But there's just a different. There's a different kind of cost, you know. So I don't know. It's it's my. The reason why I think it's an important thing for evangelicalism and conservatism is that like these non-Christian Christians really are controlling what a lot of evangelicals mm-hmm. believe and or, mm-hmm. or, or, or I shouldn't say controlling. I should say like they're they're setting the agenda. And a lot of pastors go right along with it, a lot of, you know, and so that's what creates this very odd like cycle that we find ourselves stuck in and and i think also too that has eroded our ability to appeal to any kind of common ground with people that are conservative christians because mm. i think at one point maybe at, you know like even back when i was kind of a more of a christian but maybe moving into more progressive progressive christian circles i felt like you could still have this common appeal to like here here's this book here's this set of tenets here's this person of jesus whatever you want to call it but like we can have some kind of common language to like at least go like hey like you know you're not really feeding the poor here or whatever right um Mm -hmm. and i feel like now it's like yeah that's great but here i heard on tucker carlson that they're like you know eating babies underneath this pizza parlor and, you know, like everyone's a Satanist and you can't really even trust what the Bible says unless it comes from Tucker Carlson because it's mediated to you by, you know, the woke demon possessed mob. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> and I, and I just said like a couple of like a string of words there that don't make a lot of right. sense. But right. at, at the same time, I could definitely see that hap- that being a sentence that comes out of somebody's mouth. And that just makes me then like, how do you how do you even empathize with that? How do you how do you get empathy out of that when? that's what the situation we're in. And I don't know that I have an answer other than just like, I feel like it makes progress a uniquely difficult challenge because like, I, how do, how do you even like the common ground has shifted away from like the Bible or, you know, the teachings of mm, Jesus right. or anything. And it, it's shifted into this like right. weird conservative hellscape that people like Tucker Carlson monetize the shit out of 
and 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 for the lulls because he by his own admission by his own text messages he doesn't believe the he stuff he says. doesn't believe it this <laughs> is unbelievable which honestly i will say this like because tucker carlson i'm sorry like no one can see my face but i'm very confused tucker carlson for the long time longest time kind of broke my brain because like he's very much the like silver spoon liberal like new england liberal person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like if you i mean mm-hmm. i'm not going to go into his whole life story but like like he like heir to a fortune like he is an elite by every definition of the world and he was born one like he didn't make himself when he was born one you know so i'm like who like who does he think he is saying the stuff he does? It's like, oh, he doesn't believe it. It's all a grift. Like now it's like, oh, mm-hmm. now you make sense to me. Like you're still terrible human being. Right. But when it's like it's exposed as an actual grift, it's like, oh, OK. Like I, I don't know. Not that I can respect that, but it's like it doesn't break my brain as much. Like, oh, you're just an ass. Mm-hmm. Like you're just a terrible human being. Oh, OK. That's fair. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm the thing I guess that kind of confused me about him, which you know, it was like, it's not like Stephen Stephen Crowder doesn't present himself as as intelligent ever yeah. because he's incapable of that. But you like you can tell like Tucker Carlson knows shit. Mm-hmm. Like he's not a dumb man, and like his whole thing of playing dumb he just plays one on TV on TV <laughs> for like a dozen hours a week or whatever the f- I don't even know how long his show is. That, yeah, that, I don't know. I guess I have like a modicum of of self-respect. I don't know that I could do that. I could grift for Mm -hmm. sure. I don't know that I could do that. Like that's, that's like a several bridges too far for me. Yeah. I mean, the grift is so strong that it's, Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. But no, like he's playing, he's playing a role. It's like the Alex Jones defense of like, well, I'm an entertainer. Mm Mm-hmm. It's fine. I can lie, cheat, and steal. It was for entertainment uh-huh. for purposes only. So, um, so, so, I can only hope that he does. He pulls a Megyn Kelly, and uh, there are not bigger and brighter things for him to come. Yes, I hope that he slowly fades into obscurity. Oh no! I hope that he fades, kicking and screaming into ah, obscurity. That's better. <laughs> that's better. Make me relevant again, as he does. This you is know, my hope. Like Tucker who? Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> I think Amazing. my dream, because you were talking about earlier before we started recording about like, you know, someone running into him in a fly fishing shop or whatever. Here's my dream. I wouldn't like confront Tucker Carlson. No, no, that's that's that he'd get off on that. Like, mm-hmm. I would treat him like whatever store we're in. I would treat him mm-hmm. as though he was employed by that store. <laughs> you know? So if it's a fly fishing shop, I would be asking him about like, yeah. hey, can you get the can you can you reach up the top there, Aaron boy, and and reach that for me? Like mm-hmm. treat him like the help, I think. Yeah. That would that would be yeah. my dream. Like if I have if I ever ran into him in public. Which hopefully Hopefully not, I never you know. do. Yeah, you also just never know. You never know. So So have your game plan ready for if you run into Tucker's Carlson yeah. or Steven's Chowder in public. Yeah. Be prepared. Yeah. I would I would treat them how I imagine they treat store employees. I would never actually treat a store employee that terribly. Right. But just Right. I'm not the help. Mm, are you sure? Are you sure? You're you're wearing a, a red shirt and target. I think I think you probably I think are. you're work here. 
Okay, thanks everybody for indulging that for a bit. We're going to punt to some capitalism, and then we're going get to get to our story. Well, not really a story, our person. The Proverbs 31 woman. The one and only. I've been looking for her my whole life. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll be back. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for putting up with our little capitalism break there. If you would like to listen to this episode without ads slash hang out with us sometime on the internet slash join our discord or and or get a life first, you can do that all by going to patreon.com slash go home Bible. And you can obviously sign up for whatever tier works for you. It is incredibly helpful for Justin and myself to be able to break even on this venture mm-hmm. so breaking even is the goal uh-huh yeah so very very appreciated if that is something that you can do if it is not that is cool also because you if you were listening to this have the internet and you can share things on the internet like a podcast that you really enjoy and think is fun to listen to so you know whatever little like shares tags etc that you feel that you feel called to yeah you should do that. However, 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 the podcast gods lead. Yes, because the podcast gods are definitely real. For sure. <laughs> it's just the algorithm. Yeah, the algorithm of of Jeff Bezos. The uh, yeah, the ad the ad that I got today was for a Ford pickup truck, but it was in Spanish. Oh, love this for me. Yeah, I, I you know that's great. Uh huh. It's great. Still getting nonstop ketamine ads. <laughs> <laughs> just constant. <laughs> Yeah, I oh gosh. Yeah, it's we're there's things I, I, I will say, you know, shout out to our listeners in various places and I guess the odd places like, you know, California, Texas. There's a lot of people there and, and no shade to California and Texas. You're wonderful people. But, you know, we have a lot of listeners in like North Carolina and Ohio and Indiana even like so cool. Like just. I love pulling up the stats and seeing where people are. It's like, oh, this is yeah. nice. Like, yeah. feels real nice. So, thanks, thank you to you all. So, we're going to talk about the Proverbs 31 woman, and I'm going to say for a drinking game, whenever you find yourself doubting that this is a real person or could ever be a real person, like you, you, you start to see through the grift. Go ahead and take a drink, and you'll be drunk in about 45 seconds. So. <laughs> Amazing. so in my Googling on this, yeah, and, and I kind of wanted to come into this episode fresh a little bit because, you know, the Proverbs 31 woman wasn't inflicted on me uh, I, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Not even as like wifey material. I mean, yeah, but it, like, honestly, no. Like, I mean, there was there was so much okay. be a man stuff like in my oh, growing up years as a Christian. There wasn't as much like here's what a godly woman looks like. I mean, there was a little bit of that, but it was much more like be like King David and, you know, mm. your, 
your mm-hmm. dick will lead you to the right woman or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whose name is Jonathan. Whose name is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, quite a few men experienced that as well. And that's fine. So it wasn't inflicted on me as much. I mean, but there's like, I mean, there's, I was just on the, and Tori could see how bright this fucking website is. Like the Proverbs 31 woman, uh, like, like Proverbs 31 ministries where they do whole conferences on like, you know, how to connect women with the truth of, I don't know, owning a vineyard. I don't, whatever. And so it's, it's, it's kind of become its own marketing thing. I think it's, you know, kind of inflicted on a lot of women as like, this is what you're supposed to look like, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I mean, looking at this woman and, and kind of, you know, this, it's kind of this epilogue to Proverbs, honestly, Starts right. in Proverbs 31, start in, starts in verse 10, you know, and it just, you know, it really just lays out a lot of these things that this woman is. And honestly, I, I think in Jewish context, it's seen more of like a, every woman is like this, you know, every woman mm-hmm. is worth far more than rubies. Every, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, all, all women who just are getting up and trying to provide for their families and, and work hard and just live a good life. Like it's seen more of as just like a, you know, this is, this is a hymn celebrating the work that women do in the world. Mm, but right. then you take that and you run it through the evangelical filter. And it's like, this is what all women should be. Right. And there's a key difference there. I think that make what a verse could, that I don't know, could be just be a passage that's seen as just like a celebration of all the various ways that women express themselves in the world. And, you know, obviously in that context, like you had to be a wife, but then like the varieties of wife you could be, I suppose. The many varieties of wife. Which flavor wife did you get? Turns into like, no, this is what a godly woman looks like. And you better look like every single one of these damn things or you failed. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think that the like American Christian version of of the Bible is like I have been saying it's very one dimensional. Like it's a very flat reading. It's very just like, nope, this is literal. This is the truth. Adam and Eve are real people. Like the Proverbs 31 woman was like a real person. And I mean, that's I I I I was never taught that this was what's the term? Like allegorical. I'm yeah, I guess I guess allegorical but you know not i was never taught like oh this isn't this isn't realistic yeah i do i do have a confession to make however before we really get into this because yes proverbs 31 lady was definitely taught to me as someone who has never ever on any emotional or intellectual level understood the concept of womanhood (laughs) (laughs) It went very much over my head. Like this was this was peak like in one ear and out the other. Like I did not know what they were talking about. And so I never did like women's Bible studies or like I, I was just it, it never even occurred to me to do that. Like that's how little I viewed myself as like a woman. And not that's not like in a demeaning way. Like I just did not relate to that construction, like that gender identity. So you didn't at like, all. like I never carry have. around your copy <laughs> so- of captivating um see this is like i love that you brought this up because i i picked it up 
at the at the Christian bookstore and I was like everybody's talking about this fucking book. I'm like I'm I'm going to skim it. Like I'm kind of interested like what's what's going on here. And I, you know, I pick it up and I'm just, you know, this is like I am I am the oldest of five kids. I was there in the Christian bookstore with my mom and my siblings and they were all looking for things, which means that like I had a lot of time to just sort of stand around and read shit while everybody was like doing their stuff. That to say, I I distinctly remember picking up Captivated and and or captivating, which whatever, and captive. Um, <laughs> that's that's what it should be called. And like trying to read it and just going like, I have no. It was this idea of like women, ha- like all women have this like deep desire, like deep desire placed in them by mm-hmm. God to be rescued by a man. Yeah. And I was, you know, I, and I just remember like sitting there being like so confused and I was sincerely, I sincerely was like, oh, maybe this will like help me be a better Christian, right? Like that is why I picked the book up. It must've just come out because it was like a hard, hardback. It was like, it was not even a paperback version. And, you know, I, I think that there's, I mean, there's no way that I even made it past like the third page of chapter one. If there's like a preface, then I don't know that I made it to chapter one, but like, my eyes just sort of rolled to the back of my head. I was like, I don't, what the fuck are these people talking about? Was very sincerely like, he wasn't, you know, I wasn't thinking, I wasn't thinking fuck because, you know, I didn't use that language back then. But I was just like, I don't, nothing about this is resonating with me at yeah. all. <laughs> so <laughs> That's wild. I was very, I was very confused by it, honestly. And, and every, you know, we were very much like you said, like youth group. And it was like, you kind of split everybody up, like the boys and the girls and everybody's separate. And like, you know, the whatever, like all the, all the women that like help out in, in youth ministry and whatever. Cause you know, they were, there were never any female youth pastors. Actually, that's not true. I should take that back. There was my parents church for a couple of years did have a female youth pastor, but she didn't, she, unfortunately she didn't get married fast enough. So they shipped her off to Ethiopia because God was calling her to be a missionary. Anyway, um, speaking of Proverbs 31 women, <laughs> that's, that's what the evangelical church does with like their closet of uh-huh. queer folks. Send them uh-huh. to the mission field. Yeah. Yeah. So we absolutely did get split up. We absolutely were talked to mm-hmm. about Proverbs 31 again, like, you know, my family read through the Bible every every year. I was going to say every week. Jesus Christ. I'm sort of surprised we weren't forced to do that, to be honest, um, to keep us out of trouble or whatever. And so, you know, this this came up a lot. And in retrospect, I don't see, I don't see my mother resonating much with the idea of womanhood either. Yeah. Like, it just, I mean, you got it from somewhere, you know. This this shit is genetic. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not being facetious yeah. when I say that. Like it really really is. And you know there was never any like I've talked about this on here before. But like you know my mom definitely would talk about things not really even like gender roles necessarily, but she would talk about sexuality in a very like heteronormative purity culture framing. But other than that, like there was there was never like my mom wore the pants. In our mm-hmm. house, and that was never up for debate. Like, so that, and, so and your I dad, think, like, it, it was it was his battle to fight, or was she his beauty to rescue, or adventure to live? Which one? I don't know. I I don't I don't know. Like, you know, my dad also was like not super into. Like, I don't ever remember him talking about gender roles. Oh, he wasn't in, bass fishing in, with the boys. 
in Christianity. No, my dad, no, my dad was playing, playing games on the PC and watching reruns of Star Trek, the next generation. I, love this. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, my dad was not bass fishing with the boys. My dad is uh, what they call indoorsy. Indoorsy. So, yeah. uh, you know, like he would always joke his version of camping was getting a motel room on the coast. Hey, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's just like you got to respect it. Somebody who knows what they're talking about. People that own about. it, like, um, I, that's been my thing recently. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Just, just own, own it. it. Like, Love this for you. Yeah. So, you know, my my lens, my framing of all of this stuff is like, oh, women need to be silent in the church. Like that just kind of like I, I was like, that's fucked up. Right. Like I had this vague sense that was like, this is fucked up. I had this vague sense of like, I don't I don't give a fuck about Proverbs 31 woman. Like, why would I care? about? I don't who cares? You know, mm-hmm. like some lady, some lady like 4,000 years ago was killing it. Like original grind set mm-hmm. all the way. Yeah. <laughs> and cool, cool, I guess. Like, I don't, I'm supposed to emulate this. Like, I don't want to own a fucking vineyard, which I was dumb. I should own a fucking vineyard. That would be lovely. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to do this. It was like, she gets up before dawn. It was like, oh, hell no. No, she does not. No. <laughs> she doesn't do any of that. So don't bring food from afar. He, I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I do, I do like Indian food a lot. Hey, Does you that know, count? I mean, I bet there is probably an. It, Take there out. probably is an Indian place called Afar. <laughs> Take out. That, I mean, I, yes. I, I mean, I, I don't know how Indian many food. Indian listeners we have that are entrepreneurial, but if but, but Afar is Indian food. <laughs> like, I know it's not actually. That's probably not. not I, I, but I, I would I, fucking. I know eat that, that that's that's not an Indian name. And it's probably more like a Arabic name, maybe. But yeah, yeah, it definitely sounds white people Arabic don't care. Like, they don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you, you know, I just know. like and and like and like put this Proverbs. See, here's the trick, though. You put the Proverbs 31, oh 14 okay. verse like somewhere in your branding. There you go. There if you, you can go. deal with Christians, you're going to make money. That's the one. Like, that's the one. I'm, yep. I'm just saying. Yep. <laughs> that's a free idea. <laughs> brought to you by at least one old fashioned <laughs> I know I fucking love Indian food. Oh, yeah, same. That said, I was not I was not I was not out in the fields. I was not doing any um I was not doing any international trading for foods or other products. I you know, and and it, like in as I said in my in my house this was not super harped on. So while I understood that it was supposed to be aspirational, that's how I understood yeah. it, right? That's how it was taught to me, like in church, because it definitely would come up in like in like the main service. Like it wasn't, it was not relegated to youth ministry at all. Like I absolutely remember Proverbs thirty-one sermons being preached. It was probably always Mother's Mother's Day, but still. So for for me, it was just like okay, cool. Like I guess people are into this. I great like love that for you go with god but for me it just didn't it just didn't ever resonate on any level and yeah in retrospect it feels like a very it feels like a very effective sort of shamey weapon mm-hmm. to use against women for failing to live up to their wifely duties like getting all of their chores done before they go to this grocery store to buy you food to make you meals mm-hmm. while you sit on your fucking ass yeah. that aside <laughs> I really appreciate you saying this isn't a real person, right? Because I 
it's not something that I ever in that context, it's not something I ever would have ever would have occurred to me, right? Like I was I was taught the Bible like it was a fucking history book and a biology mm-hmm. book. Yeah. So I, I mean, I feel like someone who would have who would have been this wealthy and this well known would not have had to bust her ass would, like well, that. Well, wouldn't have had to bust her ass like that. But also like even in the Bible probably would have had a name. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like that's and, and I don't know what happens when it snows in ancient, you know, the ancient Near East and why they need to wear scarlet. But she's clothing all of her kids in scarlet when it snows. Because they're ballers. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. She's a mom fluencer. Yeah, that's 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 the trick. Like, how does how does this not line up with like that entire like subculture? <laughs> Like genre. Well, of- I mean, that's why. Like, you look at this. I mean, I'm not going to try to direct traffic to them, but this Proverbs 31 Ministries. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> like the Platonic ideal of momfluencer made a website and called it that. Like, it's it's just yeah. like, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's just so bright and so like perfect and so the she speaks conference yeah i mean i mean i'm not going to make fun of these women cuz they you know they're they're out there working it you know like mm-hmm. and hey it's capitalism you got to everyone's got to have a grift but you got to survive uh, yeah but it's like wow this is this is a whole thing you know i mean and and here's the thing like these ladies that are doing this like is their husband really respected at the city gate i don't know his name you know like Sounds, Sounds fake. fake. So yeah, I and I don't. Yeah, this this wasn't inflicted on me, but it just it's still I I know so many women that are like I hate this passage. Like oh, I I I hate okay. this passage of the Bible. Like this. Yeah, because it's weaponized. Yeah, exactly. It's like you you cannot be all of those things. Like I'm sorry, fucking Oprah cannot be all of those things. Beyonce cannot be all of those things, and they no. hire hundreds of people to do all of their shit for them. Yeah, and I guess that's that. That's another thing too. That's like, like this woman has staff, right? You know, she didn't consider a field and buy it. Like, right? <laughs> she had people do that. I'm not walking to your fucking field. No, right? Yeah, and 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 yeah, she's gonna plant a vineyard. No, no, she got day laborers to do that. You know, and and again, that's fine. That's fine. But it's like that's that's not like well. I guess here's a, maybe an insight. Like you take something like this, who's like the, the Proverbs 31 woman. And you take the hyper individualization that is American culture. And it's like, well, we've just individualized this thing. Something that probably in context would have been understood as systemic. Like she's part Mm -hmm. of a system. She's part Mm -hmm. of a network. She's part of a household. She's part of, you know, a lot of things are going on and she's managing them Mm -hmm. and she's managing them well. So like, you know, good for her. But it's like she's managing staff. That's very different than like your average, you know, almost said single cell household, nuclear family. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just I don't. I'm 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 a little bit off this week. This um, single cell house. Yeah, that's what should we call it? It's just different than you like your random nuclear family mm-hmm. just trying to like make it in a beige box and it's just the the context just they don't even match up it's like this 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 particular passage is almost irrelevant Mm -hmm. the way most humans live oh my gosh justin this is actually making me think because i love being 
I love being a troll and you know this about me. Yes, I I'm trolling for the Lord. I'm like, I kind of want to, I kind of want to like make up maybe, I don't know, like an Instagram page or something and do like a Proverbs 31 woman challenge <laughs> and see if like for 31 days you can like do all of the things <laughs> that this mm-hmm. woman is doing. <laughs> I would yeah, fucking I- participate in this because I think that is hysterical she's i mean so the selecting of wool and flax mm-hmm. and working with eager hands mm-hmm. you know you'd have to break the, it up into like separate yeah, days i think yeah, yeah i think you would but but here's the thing also i'm gonna say like evangelicals are all about like you know women have to please their men or whatever right like she's not satisfying a man like there's anywhere there's, there's, there's no i mean i get i guess working with eager hands but <laughs> you know feet. like there's there's not like yeah, there's not like her husband is sexually satisfied in here at all, which <laughs> yeah. is fine. Like, I'm not saying it should be, but it's just it's interesting that evangelical culture holds this up and that's not in there at all. I would like to I would like to also propose that because Paul did very explicitly give permission to fast from sex, that both of these things need to happen concurrently. And there needs to be mm. a 31 day fasting from sex while you are doing the thir- I. Okay, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a second. I'm well, not. I'm not capable of doing you're, that. You're the grifter, though. You don't have to do it. <laughs> no, but I. I, mean, I. I don't know. I like to commit to the bit. I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's no way. This will be. This will be your 31 day. This will be a true challenge for you then. You're gonna oh be working God. with wool and flax and being like, I'm attracted to this wool and flax right now. You know, okay, so days. so so what's amazing is is so my my partner's roommate slash heterosexual life partner is his partner actually works for a company called Wool and so I actually have access to a lot of wool because she's like their top designer. Nice. I love this. I'm like, I could I'm like, I feel like I could do this. I don't know where I would get flax, but I'm sure that the internet could tell me. Oh yeah. I mean, I put flax in my smoothie, so right, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it would it would be like a Bob's Red Mill sort of situation out this out this way. So yeah, yeah. as long as you're working it, I gotta working work it. Flax. So I can't get it. That means I have to like roll it so that I can shell it. Is that how that works? I, flax I comes think. in shells originally. Yeah, like little kernels. I'll look it up. I'll Google it. I don't know how you clothe yourself with strength and dignity. Ooh. But I mean, I, on this podcast, you do laugh at the days to come. So got that one covered. This is, oh my God, this is amazing. This is so fucking funny. I'm, I'm sorry. That was like a really intense tangent that was entirely unnecessary. And also I'm fucking dying. Yeah. but. I mean, but uh, also in here, like she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Oh, no. Like, fuck that. Fuck that. I don't do yeah, that. No. Like, no. No. Like evangelicals like, well, that was contextual. <laughs> right? <laughs> that was contextual. Yeah, my oh, taxes Lord. go to the poor. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, and yeah, the undeserving poor are getting all of my taxes. Mm-mm-mm. They just need to work like the Proverbs 31 woman does. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because like somehow she buys a field and has proceeds up from buying a field and and then plants she must have, the vineyard. She must, she must have. She oh god, yeah, she must have bought it and then immediately leased it. 
I guess. That's the only way I can think of that you could make money off of something like that with like an immediate that you, turnaround. That you purchased. Yeah. yeah. I made this purchase. And now I immediately just have money. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's this, oh, I mean, this verse is just I, I definitely feel a lot of empathy for women that have had to like I've had any any standard, honestly, let alone this particular standard placed at their feet and said, this is what you have to do. Because, again, like these things, a lot of these things don't make sense. So they're contradictory or they're just like they just don't make like any. Yeah, don't make any sense. Can we just very quickly, though, talk about the the first chunk of this chapter? Because it is it is it has the first chunk of the chapter resonates with me far more <laughs> than the last oh, yeah, two thirds. Oh, yeah, the sayings of Kenneth King Lemuel or whatever. Lemuel, yeah, but it's, I'm, I'm so fascinated, right? It's like, it's, do not spend your strength on women. Like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe quit doing that. But I like, I've, I actually have always really liked this, this idea. Like, not that I, I love, I love drinking. I'm going to be honest. But the context, right, of like, it is it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for rulers to crave beer, lest they drink and forget, forget what has been decreed and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. Mm. Yeah. Right? And it says, let beer be for those who are perishing and wine for those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. And I think that that, that has to be where I have like come away very strongly <laughs> with a very strong opinion that like self-medicating is good actually if yeah. you're suffering under capitalism like please yeah feel free well and the idea like yeah i don't oh, forget the proverbs 31 woman this is actually the more interesting part of proverbs 31 right like, well because like it it really communicates this idea that like those who have power it is their job to alleviate the suffering of mm-hmm. those and mm-hmm. and not to numb themselves with their excess and those that are suffering like it's perfectly fine to yeah. numb yourself yeah, and to, yeah, to self-medicate. So I, I think it's like, and this is why occasionally the Bible still slaps. Right. Cause you're like, it makes sense to me that like, yeah, if a King is just off his rocker drunk, he is not going to hear the cries of the oppressed. Mm-hmm. And I can say drunk actually, or even drunk metaphorically. Right. Like drunk on power. Yeah, like, well, I mean, and in this country, there are a lot of rulers that are completely oblivious to the rights of the oppressed. And I love that word, rights. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the, this, the, you know, the oppressed have right, have rights Mm -hmm. that, that a ruler is supposed to meet. Mm -hmm. And why is it that we've weaponized this like weird woman? on women <laughs> and not weaponized king lemuel on men on men you know uh-huh and yeah. said like this is okay this is my challenge i'm gonna do a proverbs is, 31 man challenge yes I, I, i'll join this challenge absolutely like if you're above a certain income bracket you can't drink yeah yeah I'm, I'm, yeah i agree yeah and then like yeah to so speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves for the rights of those who are destitute Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. They just skip right over that part. And then just like, oh, that, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> King Lemuel seems like such a charming fellow. Now, right. all anyway. women, 
now a anyway, wife of noble character. Uh, be yeah, be a wife. Yeah. First Love. off, you must be a wife to fulfill <laughs> this. Step one. Step one: get wifed. Step two: buy a field. <laughs> Step three: question marks. Step three: make money <laughs> off said purchase. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm really glad that we did this chapter. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I appreciate you taking on us uh, on that King Lemuel challenge. That, that King Lemuel, the King Lemuel challenge. challenge. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I can, I can do that. I can, go, I can go 31 days without drinking. Like, that's, that's easy. I've gone years without drinking. Before, right. Exactly. So I'm, I'm like, I'm that's cake. I won't even remember it. In Ages three days. one to three, I didn't drink at all. <laughs> one to three. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no. I I feel like I am going to be throwing these verses out on Twitter a lot more. Mm-hmm. Speaking of getting into Twitter fights for dopamine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let beer be for those who are perishing. That's what you should say anytime you see some asshole talking about like people buying beer on food stamps. Uh huh. Like that's literally what this says. Yeah. Like I don't know. I the reason I say that is because I've been reading. I've been listening to that episode of If Books Could Kill on Hillbilly Elegy, and yeah, that was JD Vance's big like grievance about when he was a grocer. Like people on food stamps would then buy beer with cash, and how dare they? You know, like that's literally what food stamps are for, bud. For food. You buy food with food stamps and... So that you have cash for other things. Yeah. It's very complicated. That's literally what this is for. Like, and he like presents it like it's some deep insight into poverty. But I think that this is, I think that's such a, such a good point, right? Because it, it really sort of crystallizes what is typical American sentiment, I would argue, that if you are poor, you do not deserve rest. You do not deserve joy. You do not Mm -hmm. deserve a break. Like you have to suffer. Yeah. Right. And it's it's like and then they turn this into policy of like we are going to make policy to ensure your suffering. So I'm I, you know, that part of the book was really was really interesting. I didn't read it. I'm I'm I don't know, I might check it out at the library, but I've read parts of it and it's just like as someone who like has grandparents from Appalachia mm-hmm. who grew up twenty miles from where JD Vance grew up, like mm. First off, it's a total grift, you know, just spoiler alert, but also oh, you mean like, like getting you mean like getting a six figure book advance <laughs> to write about people you did not grow up with. Yeah. yeah. Like like I I have just as much, if not more subject matter expertise mm-hmm. as J.D. Vance in whatever field he thinks he's in. But but also like, again, these sayings of King Lemuel are the exact opposite. Yeah. Like. Pleasure yep. is for those who are suffering. Yep. And for those who like have the means to change that, like they have to be clear minded and actually do the work. Yeah. You have to be sober. Like there's there's a responsibility that comes with wealth mm-hmm. and power. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm good leaving it there, actually. Totally. Yeah. We can scrap the we can scrap the Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah. I need to find That's a Proverbs scrap- 31 man. Yep. Let's do it. I don't know. You want to. There's not really anything to cast. I mean, I guess, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Well, we already cast it. Rachel yeah. Hollis is the Proverbs 31 woman. True. I don't Grifter. know who King Lemuel is. 
That's yeah, a question. King Lemuel. I'm guessing Anthony Hopkins would probably play this person at some point. <laughs> okay. okay. You know, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Good with this. So, so thanks everybody for listening. And if you want to find us on the socials, uh, you can do that at Go Home Bible. That'll also link you to Tori and I's socials and just wherever we happen to be on any given day. We are doing more Instagram lives. Uh, we're starting to experiment with those. Um, so stay tuned for those Thursdays around 9, 930-ish. Yeah. Uh, Eastern time, at least. And, you know, just add and subtract numbers for your own thing. Your own thing. Yeah. But if there's if there's stuff that you want to, like, throw out as suggestions for things that we could potentially talk about, our Instagram lives would be a really great place to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, everybody. Hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll see you around. Bye.